Hello, welcome to Industry Insiders, where we de- demystify the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. I am your host, Jennifer Meza. Today we're going to talk about what goes on behind the scenes of a film production. We're going to talk to someone who is well-rounded in camera work. My guest today is an assistant director and has been a part of multiple productions, occupying multiple positions as a film crew member. His name is Jared Slates. Jared, thank you very much for being here today to talk about like the behind the scenes of film production. How no are you? No problem. I'm doing well. Um, I hope I can provide you whatever insights you're looking for. Um, that was quite an introduction you had for me. I try to be as well-rounded as possible, but uh, hopefully that'll prove just as well what I have to say here. I'm ready for whatever you got for me. Of course. Tell us a little bit about when and how you realized working in the film industry is what you want to do? Well, I'd say that goes back uh, pretty pretty deep for me. Just uh, just starting in high school when uh, when I started to be in a uh, in a larger school district. Actually, um, it was a big change for me, and I, I really asked myself uh, what I wanted to do and spend my time doing uh, in high school. And I found my niche in uh, video production. Actually, um, I'm I'd always been interested in computers and. And editing seemed like a, an easy place for me to start, so uh, started to produce some clips then and uh, then and now, uh, you know, just in that field. Um, so I think it really it really started my interest, um, just being able to film stuff uh, and be able to see it end up on air or at least have a chance to, you know, because not everything cuts it. But uh, it was it was a fun experience for me to to get my foot in the door with uh, what was really interesting to me. So how were you able to network? Once you got into right, it. Right, yeah. So I actually already had a friend um, that was in video production um, mm-hmm. at the school I was going to at the time, Saugus. And they actually have a really good uh, a really good platform for uh, lifting kids up with, with the right uh, technology. They have computers, a really nice lab, and a lot of good equipment, too, for broadcasting, which they still do today. Um, so it, it, was, it was really nice uh, for me to be able to get in with, with that to start with at the very least. And um, it was nice to have a connection with my friend too, because like I said, he was already in there. Um, so he had talked to the teacher. Um, I spoke with him, just tried to figure out um, what we should, or what I could expect from the class and, and what I would learn. Um, and it just really, it really interested me uh, to be able to, to start in just about everything because it was uh, creating clips. It was working with equipment. Um, it was really every step of the process in broadcasting in particular. Um, so it was good to see a behind the scenes look at just what went on there. Are there any jobs you've recently had that helped you with that? Um, I'd say I kind of shifted away from broadcasting. Um, when I was doing that in high school, it really gave me a good foundation to know, uh, what type of equipment, uh, I'd be working with on, on set or in a production, uh, in general, really. So uh, I think it really just spurred my interest in technical work, um, working at school, doing those things. And uh, then till now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more geared towards what's behind the scenes. You know, I like to set things up, make things look good. And uh, then the actors knock them down pretty much. <laughs> what has been your favorite job to do on set and why? Um, I would say, um, given that I'm it's more up my alley to do technical work. Um, I really like working with lighting in particular. 
Um, it's really nice to be able to um, have a vision for, for what you want to produce and what kind of aesthetic you want to have for a film or for a show. Um, it's, it's really hard to keep that consistent, um, but really stepping outside of your comfort zone and playing around with different lighting techniques is really fun and interesting, and it creates a, a whole different visual to a production that, that you wouldn't really think about. Which is, uh, which is nice being in technical work too because even though uh, things don't get noticed as, uh, you know, as freely as what the actor's doing on screen or maybe what effects are going on, everything behind the scenes uh, ties into the aesthetic of a film or a production in general. Um, so it's cool for me to be able to pick out those little nuances and, and see what would look good where and uh, really to view things through a lens. Um, it's really interesting to see that all come together. Do you think um, crew members make enough money in the industry? I would say so, and um, there's you know it's there's never short uh, a job for someone to do on set. Um, you know, making do with what you have. Uh, sometimes you don't have enough people to get the job done that you want to get done, but um, it is important to uh, to know exactly what does need to get done, and uh, that somebody's going to do it. Um, so I think, uh, I think that crew members are, are accurately compensated when working in the entertainment industry. I mean, it's, it's fairly inconsistent when talking about um, how, how people get paid in the film industry. Um, you either work on low budget productions and it's kind of up in the air, you know, like you have, you have contracts and whatever verbal agreements with people when you do things like that. And sometimes you don't get adequately paid for what you're working for. So it's difficult with things such as that when it's low budget and you don't have a real, you know, finite production budget. You know, you, you almost need an accountant on set um, on a production that's a little bit larger just to make sure that everybody gets accurately paid. So that's why there is so much money in the industry with how people get paid. But like I said, it is rather inconsistent because uh, it all depends on the, the season and what kind of work needs to get done and uh, what productions are being made, too, because you really just fit the demand when you work in the industry. And it, it takes the, the people that you know and, and really what, what's trying to be accomplished. So I don't know if that answers your question on <laughs> very well on how, how people get paid because... You know, it's really kind of a fly-by-night thing. You know, you're just ready for any opportunity that comes comes to you when, when somebody asks you to be onto a production. Are actors, do you think they're more well taken care of than crew members? You know, that's that's an interesting way to phrase that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you kind of nailed it. Um, just answering it in the question kind of, it is, it is different. It's different um, being an actor than it is being a different... Um, set producer or, or a designer or any type of crew member other than an actor, you know, um, because they're, they're trying to be prepared for being on set and looking their best selves. So um, they try to maintain that aesthetic and, and the character that they have in whatever production as well as they can. So they're really just a part of that aspect of the production. So they're, you're not going to see them picking up any, any lights or any equipment because, for one, they can't do that <laughs> because they're not unionized for that. But um, at the same time, it's like there's different levels of work that goes into the production. So actors get treated in a way that's you know keeps them their happiest self in their best mood, I believe, um, for them to perform the best behind the camera uh, or in front of the camera, rather. Um, so they, they want to be prepared for, for what... What, how they're going to come across and what they look like. So it's all important for everyone else behind them to make them look as best as possible. But 
they are treated as such when, when it comes to things like that. Um, what would you say are the daily struggles? In- well, I, I'd say the biggest struggle with being in the industry is, is having consistent work. Um, because you may get paid well and compensated well for the job that you're doing on set, but um, when you do need jobs and, and it's hard to come by, especially now during, uh, during COVID, uh, I know that's a difficult topic to, to get around. I know it's, it's just kind of a fact of existence right now, but it does come in, into play in, in the factors of, of you know, having available work, especially right now. And it's always difficult, um, depending on the demand, like I said, but you know, there's always a demand for entertainment and you really just got to find yourself with the right opportunities and knowing the right people that are going to get you onto production. So um, it is a struggle. You know, you do have to be a people person and and keep in touch with people and, and know the right people that are that are constantly working. Um, but once you put yourself in the position for success like that, then really it, it just follows suit after that. Okay. How often are um, productions shot? chronologically this one's a random question but (laughs) yeah no it it is an interesting one because more oftentimes than not uh films and productions in general won't be filmed or produced chronologically um it's really dependent on what kind of shots you're trying to get um what kind of setups you need to do and how labor intensive they are um and the scheduling that is based on a production um really depends on what the most convenient um timing location and um and placement for all of the equipment that you need so if you need to for instance uh create a camera angle in in one section of of your set um then you would do that and then uh perform all of the recordings that you'd need uh in that location um you know at a given time you know before you move on to another location another setup for the camera and for the lighting it's uh, more important to get everything done in that location that you need to get done. So it, it really lessens the work that would be created later if you were going back to the same location. Um, so really that, that is what, what being on set is all about is, is really managing and using your time effectively um, because there's a lot to do and if you're not on schedule then it just adds more work for the next day. So you know you, you just try to save as much, as, as much work as you can and work smart and not hard really okay um i also would like to ask is there any advice you would give to people who would want to work in the um as a crew member to start off i would say definitely um knowing someone is half the battle in a lot of cases uh trying to get any work um, so if you do have any connections that exist already, it's always good to, uh, to see if those can help you out. Um, but really a lot of connections come from, um, you know, whatever, whatever groups you have, you know, if, whether you be at school or whatever work groups that you have and uh, it's important just to see, uh, what's out there. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's like a typical job where, you field your resume and then you hear back from it. I mean, some things are done that way, but um, it really takes more initiative and um, readiness to talk to people that that allows for more opportunities to come your way. So it's really about who you talk to and what connections you make. I mean, I've had connections with my friends that have been interested in the same thing for a long time. So I'm lucky in that sense, but not a lot of people can say that they have that. 
Um, a lot of people have uh, legacy connections through their family or whatever else that their business is involved in. So um, it's easy to rely on that. Uh, but like I said, not everybody has those opportunities. So um, such as myself, I mean, I, I, I wanted to, to seek out more production-based jobs, I guess you could say, um, when I, I got a job at Universal Studios um, because that's really where my interests lie. I mean, it did seem like a fun job at the time where I just wanted to jump in and be able to be at the park because I love the park itself. Um, but it was important um, making connections there as well because they're like-minded people that um, that are at least, at the very least, interested in the industry. Um, whether or not they've actually um, seen anything come to fruition, if they're actors or... Um, struggling actors or <laughs> aspiring actors they're all there they're all here in california so um it really depends on who you talk to who you meet and who has work um but you know it all it always depends on on the time and you, you never know you just have to be open for whatever opportunity rolls your way so, so. you were able to network in universal yeah, yeah, I, I definitely was able to. Um, I actually went there um, with the intention of being a cook uh, at the park just because I wanted to work at the park. Like I said, it seemed like a fun job. I was coming from a pizza place and it's it was rather new in my work experience, as I'm sure you can probably tell. <laughs> but um, it was what it was. You know, I wanted to be in the park and seemed like a fun job. But um, when I went in for my interview, they actually they told me that the position had been filled. Um, but lucky for me, they had another position open up at the studio tour. So that's how I ended up getting the job there. Um, I walked out still getting a job, but not the one that I asked for. <laughs> but it was it was an interesting transition. And uh, I'm really glad that I actually ended up there, too, because it turns out that it's one of the best places in the park. I mean, I knew that already, just being a bystander and a person that uh, was there in the park to enjoy it, uh, but it's actually the best place to work in the park too. You know, it's a really great atmosphere. Um, it's a great location on the park too because you get to see a lot of the scenic routes that uh, you get to be driven on at the tour. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, working through there, um, I made a lot of connections with some of the drivers there that drive all of the vehicles on the property. Uh, a lot of people think that they just drive the tram for the studio tour, but they actually drive just about everything. There's a uh, there's parking lot trams, which are a little bit larger, um, and the studio tour tram is probably the most stressful one since you have so many people in that trailer, but <laughs> um, but they also drive the vans up the properties. Uh, they take around all the VIPs, so they get to meet celebrities, which is uh, what a lot of people like Universal for, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's many an opportunity to, to actually see celebrities there, uh, oh, but it really, really is a cool job. Were you able to meet any? Celebrities? Oh yeah, yeah. I've met a handful. Tell um, us a little bit. It's about that. you know, it's it's nice to be able to say, oh, I saw this person and that person. You know, it's interesting to see their temperaments when they come into the park because they're expecting a lot of people to come up to them. But when you are humble and you're working at the park, um, they really appreciate a lot of the workers at the park, which is nice to see. Um, for the drivers in particular, I know. Um, the last time I was there that LeBron James was there, he tipped one of the drivers a thousand dollars right after he got off the VIP tram. And, you know, they're just humble like that. A lot of people like that. I know a lot of the sports stars are. Um, but a lot of the directors, I would say, are really standoffish. I, I got to meet uh, Seth MacFarlane. He wanted nothing to do with anybody. <laughs> um, Ariana Grande, I got to see. <laughs> she walked by me, made eye contact. It was pretty nice. 
I got some butterflies, but um, I think most people could say that about seeing her. <laughs> but um, got to see Usher. He's a lot shorter than you would expect. Same with Ariana. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just an interesting uh, starstruck kind of experience. A lot of people grow over, uh, grow out of it at Universal when they work there because they see a lot of people very frequently. So it's just kind of a thing that that wears off eventually because you you lose a little bit of the the glitz and glam with uh, with what comes with working behind the scenes because you see the real people that they are behind the scenes too, and it's either good or it's bad. So. That brings me to that question, actually. Um, since you have worked with actors, I'm assuming working in productions, um, what is the relationship like with actors? Well, it's it's definitely an interesting dynamic when it comes to working with actors because it, it really is a very specific job that they're there to perform. And it, it takes a lot of... Uh, it takes a lot of control um, of oneself to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, especially as an actor, and to become a character is a really intense thing that I know I couldn't do. So respect where respect is due uh, to actors because they really they perform a job and 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 they can do it really well. Um, but you know it's just a different dynamic on set when you're working with different people too. You know that's it's really it's really dependent on. Um, on the atmosphere that there is, you know, you got to work with a lot of different personalities and the actors typically have the strongest personalities out of the people that you're going to work with on set. So, um, I don't, I don't want to put them into any type of stereotypic category. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting to work with them when their personalities vary, very wildly. Um, but it just comes with working with different people on set and needing to get things done and actors and the crew members need to have that you know common understanding that that basis of information because things need to get done and everything takes time and time is money that's really what it comes down to all right and what are the expectations on set from directors and producers I'd say the directors and the producers have uh, the most solid idea for what they want to come out of any particular project. Um, and it really, it trickles down in kind of a hierarchical ladder. <laughs> you know, everything comes down the chain of command in a way. And, you know, you'll, you'll see it differ on a lot of different sets too. There'll be really strong directors sometimes or there'll be really strong directors of photography. So if the person behind the camera knows best how things are going to look, um, then the director kind of follows suit from that. Or it could be the other way around where the director has uh, experience with every aspect of production, which is really the best director um, because they're directing what everybody is doing and what needs to get done um, for the vision that they have. Um, so if, if everyone doesn't, it's, <laughs> it's difficult for people to share the same vision. Um, I'm just going to say that again. <laughs> It's difficult for uh, people's vision to overlap when it comes from either the director or the producer, the director of photography, and sometimes it's easy to clash over something that somebody has an idea of and they're like, no, this is, this is the only way this is going to look good because you're going to hear that a lot. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it, it takes um, everybody's um, idea, uh, either the producers and the director um, and the director of photography all of their opinion kind of forms the solid vision that's going to come out from what they're all trying to produce, you know, cause a lot of the time it's, it's about expectation of, uh, 
you know, a realistic proportion. Because if you're trying to get a shot that's going to be difficult or near impossible, then it's it's tough to make the decision to do without it. But that's what needs to happen if it's going to take more time and if it's too difficult to get or you don't have the proper equipment to do it. Um, so it takes a lot of decision making processes in order to to get things done. But, uh, you know, it really just has to be realistic. And are crew members able to share like their own thoughts with the directors or are they just only allowed to like stick to their... Right. Yeah. D- that definitely, yeah. it definitely depends um, on the atmosphere of the production. If you have a really, um, for lack of a better term, like fascist director that wants everything the way that they want it to be and they have this idea of how it's going to turn out, um, you know, you, you can let them have that idea. <laughs> But really, everything works better when everybody's working together and everybody has a cohesive uh, job to perform and create um, the finished product that, that's going to be acceptable and and available for, for change in post, too. Because, um, you know, if, if you're trying to accomplish something that's not realistic, like I said, then a lot of changes are going to have to be made when um, if you plan properly for it ahead of time um, while you're actually in production, um, it, it's it's easier not to have to make changes later um, when when you can make those changes on on set on site with the proper lighting or the proper equipment, whatever it can be, the proper camera settings. It's important to get that before you come to fruition on the project because it, it prevents you from having to reshoot and uh, prevents you from having to do more work in the long run. Are crew members able? To, oh. Um, I already said that. I don't think I really answered your question, though. Uh, I I think you should ask it in a different way, maybe, because I I don't think I answered it very well. (laughs) I think you answered it. It might have gone, like, a different direction afterwards, but I think you you answered it. Okay. Um, In what way do you think the film industry will change with technology arising? I think the industry is always going to be changing uh, as long as technology evolves. it's it's really uh, a difficult um, it's a difficult thing, excuse me, to have to deal with when things are constantly changing and and improving. Um, but really, to a certain point, um, you can only see uh, a certain pixel density or resolution that you shoot with. Um, so, how, however expensive your camera is, really, I mean, it does it does play into factor how how the quality is going to be. But to a certain point. Um, a, a fancy camera can do the same job as something far less expensive and with the right people and the right planning and production work you can pretty much create the same product um, so as long as you meet a certain standard um, for whatever's being produced and whoever you're selling a production to or whatever company you're signed with um, as long as the standard is upheld at whatever resolution or um, you know whatever bit rate you need to have it at um, it, it really just just has to meet that that qualification um, I would say that anything past 4k really isn't isn't even seen by the naked eye so I don't even know if 6k is gonna come out but I know for sure that 5k is out already <laughs> but there's really not a difference past a certain point and uh, it just takes a good uh, a good crew to work with and and decent equipment that you can work with to make a good production and a good end product. All right, and what do you hope to accomplish in five years? Well, in five years, um, 
I'd say my uh, my plans have definitely changed in the past year <laughs> because things have been so constantly changing and, and different than it's ever been. But, um, you know, there's always going to be a demand for production work. Um, I try to take those opportunities as much as I can. But like I said previously, it's, it's rather infrequent and it's not a consistent basis of work. Um, before the pandemic, uh, I was actually seeking a job at Universal. Um, when I was still working there, um, I was trying to get my Class A driver's license, which I'm still working towards, um, in order to be a driver at Universal Studios. Um, so I really would enjoy doing that. Uh, looking five years ahead, uh, I know I'm still going to be working towards that and be working towards maybe another film degree. Um, but I definitely just like to keep myself well-rounded and open for whatever opportunities come my way. Um, I personally enjoy driving uh, in general, so um, I can see doing that uh, for a consistent basis to get paid for. Um, and they pay well at Universal, too. That's um, it's not a secret either. So, <laughs> you know, once you have a good job, um, that'll just get me more connections with the industry, too, uh, eventually, because... Uh, being a driver at Universal Studios means that you're unionized by the Teamster Union, and uh, they actually source other jobs um, and uh, unionized work in the film industry. So it's really just an That's open door. Know. Yeah, it's another open door uh, for networking and finding other connections with people. So. All right, Jared, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there any contact information you would like to put out there? Yeah, I guess I could put my personal email uh, in case there's anybody that's looking for a grip or a gaffer or any type of technical work technician. Uh, I know my craft and I know what looks good. So uh, if anybody needs any work from me, I would say to email J-S-L-A-T-E-S at sbcglobal.net. A rather dated email too, but you know it is my personal. So if you need me for any production work, just hit me up. For more information, go to kpcrradio.com. I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Jennifer Meza. I hope you join me next week.